right. <clears throat> I am ready when you are. Okay. <laughs> oh, let me turn the sound off. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm ready with you. <laughs> okay. Thank you for joining us today. Today we're going to start a new series. We're doing it in parallel with a new year. And we've entitled this one, The Last Days. Matter of fact, among the things that we're going to look at are the idea of perilous times and seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Those aren't words that I've made up, but really what we're going to use as our pivotal text is in 2 Timothy chapter 3. I just want to read to you this very short little verse, but it's so important and so depicting of today. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And so the idea that it's the last days, and you'll know it because there will be perilous times. You might say, well, there's always been perilous times. But I look at what's taking place in the news today, and it's particularly describing today. And then if we go just a, a few chapters earlier in the epistle of 1 Timothy, chapter 4, in verse 1, here's what it says. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. And so the last days, the latter times, perilous times, seducing spirits, doctrines of demons, those are pretty, pretty uh, I'm going to say, violent headlines. But they're, they're Bible terminology. And it's important because, you see, we want to do a study on current events and Bible prophecy, but we want to use the, the language of the Bible. Here's what I find. I think what the Bible is saying is that there's a satanic deception. This satanic deception was present when Adam and Eve were in the garden. It was a satanic deception that caused Adam and Eve to sin, to depart from the words of God and from the ways of God and the plan of God. And at the end time, we're watching the same thing. What caused the fall of mankind, well, there was a special activity of the devil. Satan made a special temptation to Eve, and, and that tra uh, transferred on to Adam. So there's special activity of Satan, and the characteristic of the end time will again be the, that special activity of the devil as he seeks to deceive people. And so that's why it's perilous times. That's why it's seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. That's a very harsh title, but I think it's particularly true of today. There's three things that I think characterize the last days. And one of those, I would say, would be deceptions and lies. You see, Jesus has said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Jesus is truth. But Satan is a lie, and Satan's master plan is deception. When he comes back to earth, to bring about an antichrist and a false prophet, he will use deception and lies to do it. Why? Because he wants to hide the truth. Today, I'm watching the truth being hidden. People are, are believing lies because they don't know any better. That's why the, the Bible, going back to the Word of God, is so important. Next, I think he uses fear. You see, I watch what's taking place today, and and I see people that are so afraid, sometimes it's, it's maybe for their health or sometimes for their job, that we're willing to give our, our freedom away, we're willing to give our value, we're willing to compromise on that because we're afraid of what's going to take place. And then I think the third characteristic is this control. Yeah, somehow or another it seems like they, they want to control our health, they want to control our, our money, our jobs, our, our freedom, even what we think, our, our religion. 
And so as we look at these ideas, I want to look at at least 10 items that are breaking news, items that, that we're watching make the headlines. And all these things point to the fact that we're living in the last days. You see, for a long time, people said, well, yeah, the last days, but, but you know, they're, they're, the Lord may not come for a long time, may not come in our lifetime. Oh, you can keep saying that, but let me tell you this. All the signs are there. Perilous times are here. Seducing spirits, doctrine, demon, they're, they're here. And when you begin to see how the news fits together, I think you'll agree with me that we're talking about the last days are here now. It's time for us to get ready to recognize what God has said in his word. It's coming true. And so as we look at these 10 items, the first one that I want to talk about is this idea of the search for peace. You know what? The search for peace is not new. People have been searching for peace as long as there's been people around. As soon as Adam and Eve sinned, they were searching for peace. Why? They were afraid. They, they hid from God. And the quest for peace continues to be a, a, a big factor for every person. Peace and safety. And you know what the Bible says? In uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, I want to read the passage to you because, again, it's so important. You have people quote it, but they need to know it's biblical. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Wow, some very important things here. Number one, the search for peace and safety. You want to know something? The only time you're going to get peace is when you have the peace of God. And the only way to have the peace of God is to have peace with God. And the only way to have peace with God is to come to Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The world searching for peace will never find it. You see, the Bible says that, that Jesus was the prince of peace. He was the master. He was the controller of peace. And, and remember in a storm one time, Jesus said, peace be still. He, he can give peace like no one else can give peace. And so the world searches for peace and for safety. But the trouble is when they're talking about this and how they're going to bring it to pass, watch for sudden destruction. And they're not going to escape because the plan of God is too clear about how to get peace. And it's only through Jesus Christ. And they're rejecting Jesus Christ even now. But as we look at this first item that's making the news, I want to show you a headline. And this headline is interesting to me because there was a, a new sculpture that was put out in front of the United Nations building. And the name of this is the Guardian of Peace. Now, I don't know about you, but as you look at this creature, as you look at this animal, does it look like the guardian of peace to you? I don't think so. You see, this sculpture looks a lot like end-time beasts that were referred to in Daniel chapter 7 and in Revelation 13. I think it's interesting to say, where's the dove? I remember some time ago, the dove was thought of as a, a symbol of peace, but that symbol is gone. Instead, we have the guardian of peace. This combination of animals. Let me just go back with you to Daniel chapter 7. Because in Daniel chapter 7, it talks about a, a combination of animals. Some of the animals were like a lion with wings, or a bear with ribs in its mouth, or a, a leopard with four heads representing some of the, the ancient powers of being, and wings speaking of its rapid uh, ascent to power. And so all of these things, this combination of animals, they all speak to future world powers and conquering armies. And so that looks like the beast that's in the sculpture in front of the United Nations building. Or how about in Revelation chapter 13? 
Because in Revelation chapter 13, where the Antichrist and the false prophet are revealed as Satan begins his devilish work of deception, and we know exactly when that occurs. It occurs based on the Bible in the midpoint of the tribulation. And by that time, we have an animal, and this animal is described as a combination. It's a lion, it's a leopard, it's a bear. This thing has these iron teeth. And then the Bible goes on to say this, that Satan gives it its power. Now let's go back and, and look at this sculpture again. And this is why I say, you don't have to imagine anymore about what the United Nations is up to. I think it's pretty clear. I watch what the United Nations has done in the last 30 or 40 years, and here's what I'm gonna say. The United Nations and the deadly dealings that they have, they are no friend of the United States. They're no friend of Israel. They're no friend of Christians. You see, when they talk about this idea of bringing about peace and safety, it's their own definition. It's not the definition of peace for anybody. It's not safety for anybody. They have an agenda costing billions of dollars, being able to put into power whoever they want to put into power. It has nothing to do with decency and order and peace and safety. But instead, I can see how that Satan could use it. And so Satan empowers the devilish work that is going to deal with the United Nations and, and how they're going to deceive people thinking it's peace and safety. No. Here's what the Bible says. When they say that, there's going to be sudden destruction and they are not going to escape. We're watching the false peace and the false safety that's being presented by the United Nations and by other people that are talking about peace and safety, peace and health. No, it's not coming because they're doing it man's way and not God's way. The second idea that I see making the news today that will show you how close we are to, to the return of Christ is having to do with commerce and powerful men and pharmaceuticals. Now, several weeks ago in one of our previous lessons, we spoke about a number of cargo ships that were stuck at sea. Matter of fact, the, the number of them is continuing to grow. They're, we're not solving the problem. The problem is becoming more compound. And what is interesting is, is, is it's filling the ocean with these things. And we saw that in Revelation chapter 18, and, and I want to turn to that now, and I invite you to turn to it because it's important to see that this is what the Bible spoke of 2,000 years ago. And as the Bible speaks of this particular thing, there's some things that are really important. Number one, three factors that I think are important. Number one, it talks about a doubling effect. You see, in the news lately, I've been, I've been noticing the idea that they're talking about, you know, what this is not just growing, but it's doubling. Technology was one. We're watching the, the rate of technology doubling. We're watching the, the aspect of, of economics doubling. In other words, it's not just growing, but it's doubling. It's, it's going to a, a huge power. And in Revelation chapter 18, verse 6, it says, Reward your, her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her, double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled, filled to her double. And so this thing is growing, and here's the point. It's growing out of control. That's the thing that, that really makes it so important for us to look at. Next, it's made desolate in a single day. Revelation chapter 18, verses 18 and 19, you'll see that it says, they cry when they saw the smoke of her burning. What city is like this the great city? And then it said this, for in one hour she's made desolate. Now, I believe that this is referring to a time toward the end of the tribulation. But let me tell you, we're being perfectly set up for it because think of the, of the 
thousands of cargo ships in the millions of containers that are out in the ocean. One disaster would make this thing literally fulfilled in just a moment of time. But I want to go one step further because if we go just a, a little bit further in that passage, look, if you will, at Revelation chapter 18, verse 23. I'm going to read it to you. It says this, And the light of a lamp or a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, for thy merchants were great men of the earth, for by their sorceries were all nations deceived. Several things that we, we need to look at. Number one, the idea of, of sorceries. You know what? Until a, a few weeks ago, I normally thought of when it said sorceries, I always thought, well, this is drug traffic. It's like the drugs that are being brought up from South America. And it's like the drugs that are being on the streets of some of our big cities and, and all the crime and, and so on. Like that. And you know what? Maybe that is one of the ways to use it. But it's interesting because this word sorcery, if you go, it's Strong's word 5331. And of the definitions, one of them, the first one really, is the idea of pharmaceuticals. It's not so much illegal drugs, it's actually pharmaceuticals. And here's what I find interesting. The Bible warns about these pharmaceuticals and the idea that merchants were the great men of the earth. Isn't it amazing that in this day and time, the most powerful people in the world are those that are working with pharmaceuticals? I, I pointed out just several weeks ago that these people have patented. Every time you use the word coronavirus, they, they get money for it. Any cure, any testing. This thing is an economic thing for them. It's not a matter of helping someone's health. No, it's a matter of them making a fortune. And so they're great men of the earth. And some of these great men of the earth, they're well-known names. We see them on the news almost every night. And half the time, what they're telling us, it contradicts what they said the, the night before. Who knows the truth on what is taking place in terms of the health of the world? But here's what we do know. It doesn't matter what it is, they're getting rich. Billions of dollars are being made, and it's all being done in the name of search for, for health, pharmaceuticals. And then it says this, and all the nations were deceived. I don't know about you, but I watched the news the other night and I saw three different positions all presented in one newscast about whether we should take the, the shot, whether we should wear a mask, when we should return to work. Mass confusion. But here's what I do know. The Bible says in the end of time, great men of the earth using pharmaceuticals, they're going to try to deceive the nations. Want to know something, folks, we're there. We're looking at the United Nations and what the United Nations does in terms of criticizing people that are doing things properly for their agenda, it's a sign of the end times. We're looking at, at great men becoming wealthy in a, in a very, I think, very unscrupulous way. The Bible says it's going to happen in the end times. Perilous times will come. And then the third one that I want to look at is this, the rise of Europe in the search of a leader. Now, it's interesting because the Bible says in the book of Daniel, it talks about how that at the end time there'll be 10 nations or 10 kingdoms that will come to power. And they will actually be a revived Roman Empire. And so there's a search right now for, for a new leader. And it's interesting because of the position that the United uh, Nations is instilling and also the United Europe is instilling. And so as we look at this, here's what I find interesting in terms of the European Union. The world needs a leader. Europe should step 
up, the opportunity for seizing the global leadership role could be the vision of European Union citizens need. This is from the, the World Economic Forum in 2021. And in some of our previous studies, we, we made mention of the fact that in Revelation 13, when Satan wants to come to power, he uses an antichrist. Now I'm going to talk and my point is not to say, I think this person is the Antichrist. What I'm going to show you is that the devil always has a man ready to step into the position. I think that through the ages, Satan has been grooming a person that he can use as this so-called Antichrist. Let me show you a series of, of PowerPoints here. April 2020, Pope Francis, he gives Emmanuel Macron his blessing and anointed him to take over the global stage as a leader of the new world order. Now that's a, a pretty large charge, isn't it? Not just the European Union, but of the new world order. You see, the Pope is pushing for the new world order. The United Nations is pushing for a new world order, a one government system. Many people, even in the United States, are pushing for a new world order. And isn't it interesting that, that Pope Francis would, would decorate him, would say, hey, you're, you're the one to do it. Well, let's continue a little further. Because it's interesting that in October 1st, 2021, when Mer uh, Merkel leaves, she exits the European Union stage, she hands the French president, Emmanuel Macron, an opportunity to take up the mantle of the European leadership. That's a pretty big step for a person to take. But he's, I think he's very happy to do it. And so now, I want to show you what's taking place right now. You see... Here's a news clip, and they're saying, Emperor of Europe? You're going to hear them say some things like recovery, power, supremacy. These are all things that he's ready to do for the European Union. And so listen to this news clip. See what I told you? Recovery. Okay. See what I told you? Can you believe you're listening to these words on a newscast? This isn't some prophecy preacher. This is a newscast. And they say, yeah, they're looking for a recovery. They're, they're looking for a way to, to bring Europe back to power. They're looking for a way to have supremacy come. Again, Satan always has a, a man, a hungry man for power, ready to take over. Now, I want you to listen to this second news clip. Because a part of that news clip talks about his future plans. Listen to what they are. Okay. Again, recovery, power, supremacy. He wants an army. He wants a, a European Union army. We're not talking about an economic coalition anymore. We're not talking about something that eases border tension and makes travel and, and trade easier. No, we're talking about a power to be reckoned with. He wants Europe and the European Union that he wants to form to have supremacy. He's willing to go against the United States. He's willing to take a stand against China and against, and against Russia. Yeah, his dream is very big. And you want to know something? To carry it out, he's going to need some special power. And I think that that power could well come from Satan if he's the man that Satan actually has do his bidding. I'm, again, I'm not saying that. I'm just showing you that, that there's always a man that wants power. And Satan recognizes those people that will sell their soul for power or sell their soul for money. 
And there's a, there's a dozen names or two dozen names out there. And some of them are big in science and some of them are big in medicine. And some of them are big in politics, but all of them want power. And the Antichrist is willing to say, okay, I'm, I'm gonna take that from the devil because I'm gonna deliver this power to the devil because Satan wants power, he wants control. And we're watching that struggle take place right now. You see, the Bible's plan is this, the church is gone. And once the church is gone, then Satan begins his devilish work to take control of the world and to require people to have a mark of a beast. Now, as we look at these things, here's what I'm gonna tell you. That from the beginning of time, when Paul Henry Spock spoke, he said this, he's one of the founders of the modern European Union. Time Magazine quotes him, it says this, we do not want another committee, we have too many already. What we want is a man of sufficient stature to hold the allegiance of all people and to lift us out of the economic morass in which we are sinking. Send us such a man and be he God or the devil, we will receive him. Do you see how that quote could actually be, uh, I'm gonna say a prophetic utterance? Because we're, we're watching that take place. The stage is set, perfectly set, for Europe to come to the top. Why? Weak leadership around the world. Look at the leadership in the world. And almost every country, they're talking about the weakest leadership that they've ever had in decades. And now here's the European Union wanting to come to the top and it may take the devil's power to help them do so. Well, as I look at this, I say this, you've been warned. You see, what God did in the days of Noah before judgment came, he warned the people and the people ignored it. He had an ark, he had a place for that they could go and be safe. But they, they love their evil, they love their sin. They, they love the seducing spirits and the doctrines of demons. They love the perilous times so much that they wouldn't even get into the ark. You know what the Bible talks about? A very special story. It's in Second Chronicles, all the way back in the Old Testament. And I want to read to you that story because it's so good. You'll enjoy it if you read the whole thing. It's so good, not because it has a good ending. It's so good because it shows that, that the Bible is God's living word. Here's what it says. It says, Moreover, all the chief of the priest and the people transgressed very much after the abominations of the heathen and polluted the house of the Lord, which he had hallowed in Jerusalem. And the Lord God of their father sent them by his messengers, rising at bed betimes and sending because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God. They despised his words, misused his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people till there was no more remedy. Sad, no more remedy. I look at the world and I see the evil that people are enjoying. It's unbelievable. We're talking about immorality. We're talking about deception and bold lies. We're, we're talking about uh, ripping power away from people. We're talking about taking freedom and, and power. Uh, it's a total misrepresentation of leaders that have been elected by people. Some of them gained the power in, in other ways, but in every time it's to deceive people and to gain power for themselves. These are people that Satan can use. And so there came a time when there was no more return. I don't know that America can turn back. I don't know that other Christian nations can turn back. Europe has gone in terms of its Christian persuasions. England has gone in terms of its Christian persuasions. And the United States and Canada were following closely behind. We're watching people desert the values that have made our countries great. We're watching people desert 
the very values that God established in his word. And there's going to come time when he's going to say, there's no more remedy. What's sad is it took a heathen king to state it. And the reason the heathen king could do it is because he believed the words of God. And he said, you know what, this is going to come true. And I look around. We're living in the last days. The last days are now. I think it's so important for us to understand that people are searching for peace and safety. They're, they're searching for health and, and security. They're, they're looking for leadership. All these items were addressed in the Bible and they're called in the last days. My friend, you're living in the last days. Are you ready? You see, I think the next event on God's scene is going to be the coming of Christ in the air. And only those people that know Christ as their personal Savior will be ready to meet Christ in the air. Otherwise, you will go into the tribulation time. You will go into a time that you're going to be deceived by men and lied to by Satan. You're going to be at a time when there is no peace. It will not be found. There's no security. There's no health. It will be taken from you because, you see, the idea of Satan is to have power and to have control. These are just three of of 10 major topics in the news. But I ask you this, are you ready? If Christ were to come today, and he could, that's how ready the world is for the coming of Jesus. If Christ were to come today, would you go to meet him in the air? Or would you be left behind to have the Antichrist unveiled, like it says in Revelation 6, and to have men rob you of your freedom, rob you of your choices, and present to you a choice in which your freedoms are taken away, even the freedom to, to trust in Jesus Christ. My friend, I think there are people today that say, Lord, Lord, they don't know him. You want to know why? Because you see, first of all, it's to acknowledge that you're a sinner, that you're short of the holy standard of God. God is a holy standard. And you want to know something? That's how come heaven is so grand, because no sin is there. Sin ruined the earth. Sin caused us to fall. In heaven, there's no sin. Admit that you're a sinner. Admit that you're short of God's holy standard. Number two, acknowledge the fact that when Jesus Christ came, he had no sin of his own, but he took on my sin. He took on your sin. And on the cross, when he died, he shed his blood to put away your sin. He not only shed his blood and died for you, but he rose again for you. And the Bible says that if we will accept him as, as a substitute for our sin, that the wrath of God fell on him and not on me, the Bible says in we can receive him as our Savior. Would you admit that you're a sinner? Would you acknowledge that Jesus is the solution? And would you accept him, receive him as your personal Savior? Then, my friend, you are ready. And as things in this world get worse and worse, and they will, believe me, we're at the tip of the iceberg. But the last days are now. And right now, today, at this moment, you have a chance to receive Christ as your Savior. If you know Christ, you have a chance to live for him. And I pray you'll do so because we're on the brink of Jesus coming. We're living in the last days now. Father, we come to you. And I thank you for the Bible. I thank you for the way you've, you've explained your great plan to take the church out, to be home in heaven with you. And Father, we pray that in these last minutes, these last days, these last weeks of the church age, that we might use our time to beg people to come to Christ. Father, I look at these signs all around us, and I pray that that will cause us to say, the Lord is coming, and he's coming soon. And Father, I pray that we will live looking for his coming, even today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.